Newsweek presents The Debate with Andrew Tolman. Everything 100% of the time, 24 hours a day is a negotiation. Rakeem Brooks. This is a common good that we are talking about. Amani wells on Yoha. I'm completely fed up with whether it's politicized or not. And Jeff Charles. That distracts us from actually rolling up our sleeves. The Debate starts now. So this week, there was a little spat a debacle afoot between Cornell West and Bernie Sanders because of Bernie's lack of support for Cornell's run in this Democratic primary that's kind of happening, but not really. And this kind of sent me down a rabbit hole of just the progressive wing of the Democratic Party and just how fractured and disorganized it is because it blew my mind that both Bernie Sanders and AOC, the two progressive juggernauts, endorsed Biden before I think months before months before he even announced they were already on on the campaign trail endorsing him. And that was so interesting to me. And it just leads me to the question of what is the progressive wing of the Democratic Party anymore? What is their plan? And if fighting for democracy is the whole reason to support Trump, why aren't the Democrats participating in democracy by offering up a primary or some sort of democratic process to choose a candidate on their side? Those are my questions. I would like to buy it fast before it expires. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure nobody else knows there's anything else for sale. Right. <laughs> and that was something else. So this is the thing I was telling y'all that I Googled. I went to Joe Biden's website because I just wanted to see why are y'all endorsing him so soon? So I was like, hmm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm out of the loop. Let me go to his presidential 2024 website and see what his policy and his plans are for the American people. Y'all believe me when I say it's not even on there. There's not an issues tab on the Joe Biden 2024 website. So we're just giving him as progressives, giving him our endorsement, supporting him against potential progressive candidates that could uh, be his opponents. For what reason? What leverage? What political gain? What are we getting from it? What is the point of y'all existing anymore? I don't even know. Y'all are in Congress. You got elected to be progressives and fight for change and fight to the left of Joe. And there's no to the left of Joe anymore. Y'all are on Twitter. Don't you think we just all watched that Avengers Endgame, you know, remake <laughs> me with Joe Biden, Thanos and so forth. And we just kind of know this is the moment you face off against Thanos. You don't like fight amongst yourselves. Okay, but we're not there yet. We're yeah, at but, the but what, No, we're my, there. We're there. We're there. It's, you know, listen. Yeah, but, he's being indicted my, around. My thing, Imani, though, like, why, why would Biden have policy on his website? He doesn't have to. He's going he's gonna to be the nominee. That's it. I mean, <laughs> people are going to coalesce around Biden because they don't want Trump. So why would he do it? He doesn't have to. I don't think that's fair. I think that's it's not fair, but it's reality. Um, it's the truth. And it I can't use that. It upsets me that that is the <laughs> truth. And we just all sit here and be like, well, it's got to be Joe, guys. But what can we do? It just got to be Joe. Well, OK, but but Imani, let, I, let me let me press you the question that Rakeem is making. All right. Uh, do you care more about advancing the issues you believe in or do you care more about beating Trump? Because that's the question, right? That's the issue. That's exactly what Bernie and AOC are getting at is, you know, all of this other stuff, you know, you you, you can't solve any of that if you don't have the presidency. Yes, but I'm more annoyed that this is what the whole presidency has dwindled down to. It's just no issues. There's nothing for the American people. And this isn't even me being a progressive. This is just for anybody. There is no one fighting for the American people. We're fighting for a democracy which is the 
which is <laughs> the basis of what the whole country is. So the fact that we boiled it down to the freaking constitution still existing or not makes me disappointed with the d- political discourse of this country and just where we've gone. Y'all, since 2016 till today, this is a completely different America. The political landscape is completely different. And we have left the everyday person completely out of the equation because we're debating, well, should democracy exist? So forget healthcare, forget college, forget housing, forget the roads, flooding, and all the real issues. We're back to night, what, 18, what, 1776? We're back there? <laughs> Just talking about the idea of America in 2023? Does that make sense to y'all? That blows yeah, my mind. I mean, I, I wish that were accurate. I wish we were back there because oh, we would have a far <laughs> smaller, weaker state. And I would love that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just right. a little bit above the Articles of Confederation. That's where we want to be. No, I mean, no. that's, that's so, where I want to so, be. <laughs> let me see about it. Let me, let me channel you for a second. So your point is, all right, here we have this golden opportunity every four years in our party to like lay out the issues. Talk to the American people about what they care about help lay out the stakes, et cetera, et cetera. And we seem to have packed it in already and said, no, 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 let's forget about all that. Let's get to the basic common denominator. And here's the problem. And it's Trump. Let's let's address that. Okay. I I get you on that. Uh, I guess my view is there are plenty of debates happening in the country. This isn't, yes, that is the most prominent one. I actually want to agree with you on that. It is the moment where the country kind of focuses itself a little bit to decide on its future. But I'm not sure what it means to have a debate about whether or not Obamacare has succeeded in the shadow of Trump. I just I I hear you. I hear you. But you don't hear me, Rakeem. I do. No, I do. I'm, I'm with you. My point. You're not fully agreeing. Therefore, you must not have understood. Exactly. My point is this. I don't think and this is this is going to be the hill that I die on and I might die alone, but I'm going to die on this hill. I do not think that the whole Democratic wing of the party should support Joe Biden just because y'all said so. That's not democracy. It defeats your point of your entire argument. If you want me as a Democratic person participating in this system to choose somebody of my own volition based on them aligning with me politically, their policies aligning with my interests and goals as a freaking American, then I will do that. But if you just put this person in front of me and say you have to choose them because or else that's not fair to me. My thing is this: they take advantage of the people who consistently come out and vote and they make all these promises. This time he ain't even making promises. So maybe I should be happy. That he ain't even promising nothing this time, but they make these promises and they just want you to just continue to support him without having to earn it. And I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. Well, I, I feel you. And I, 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 I agree that, you know, that's got to be top of mind stuff, right? Because if you believe in these values, if you believe in this process, if you believe in hearing dis, disparate voices and, you know, producing a candidate who appeals to enough to, to get the, I, all of that agreed. And if it just gets decided for you in advance, I, Did I just I say, get it. have y'all been tricked? I mean, y'all do know we have two major parties that decide things in smoke-filled rooms and bring bring options to us, and then we choose among the best. I mean, I don't know. I still, I still back to just what I guess. I do think this is seventeen seventy six, maybe a little later, the establishment of the party system. But I'm basically like, yes, what the Democratic Party does and what the Republican Party used to do, and then lost total control. And we see what we got with that was they would sit around with themselves with big donors and influential nonprofits and so forth, and say, hmm, 
of these people, who do we think ought to be fielded to the masses? And in in cases where they decided no one should be fielded to the masses, remember Barack Obama didn't have a primary challenger in 2012, right? They say, we like the person we have, that's who we're putting up, and they will engage in the policy debate with the other side. And so I guess, yeah, maybe I have settled into it. I just kind of understand that that's what they do. Once I learned that the primary systems weren't run by the states, but by the parties, I was like, oh, it's it's all fixed. I mean, at least trick me into believing that you gave me a choice. At least play the game. With you, do the dance, you know, take me out to dinner, make me right. feel good. And right. then I will do what I'm supposed to do. But don't just give me a choice and just force me to do it because now I'm questioning things. Now I'm annoyed and now I feel like a pawn. And yes, we can make the point that we're all pawns in this and that this was all. You're just dissatisfied with your with with our candidate. Right. Like if we actually had a Michael Jordan, you'd be like, why are we playing instrumental neural sports? These other oh, suckers don't. Have you been talking with MJ okay. about p- political interests? Because that's twice now. I mean, you feel like yes. he's on the verge of stepping in <laughs> somehow. Mean, you know what? It's no, it's because there are all these debates going on right now about the goat and, you know, whether or oh, not right. Steph or Magic is the best point guard ever. It's Magic Johnson, just in case anybody had a question, et cetera, et cetera. So my mind is in basketball land. So I'm just <laughs> going with everybody's common reference point. It's just I'm tired of having to pick between trash and garbage. Do you want trash or do you want garbage? You know, which one? Okay, okay. So for those who are listening, I'm not affiliated with that position. (laughs) (laughs) So so I have I have long been an advocate of a completely different way of doing elections, the rank choice voting or instant runoff voting, however you want to style it. Um, I what I love about this system, aside from the fact that it avoids you having to pick you know, who's the least awful of the ones you think can actually win? You know, that's where you pick the one, two, three, four, five, and they gradually eliminate people who don't get enough votes when there's no winners. What I love about that system is it would take people like you, Imani, and if you did a ranked choice primary and there's five or six or 10 candidates or whatever, you'd really find out how many Imanis are out there. And the current system never lets us find out unless pollsters ask, and who trusts any of that? But if we actually found out that, you know, 15% of the Democratic Party really doesn't want Joe Biden and who they do want. I mean, I would like to know that same in the Republican Party. I I would like to know how many people would really vote for, you know, Ramaswamy if they had the chance, you know, or or Chris Christie, for goodness sakes, or Tim Scott, if they had the chance when they're not having to think, well, who do I think can win? And then which person out of that group do I want to win? Because that's I hate that system. Exactly. I, I like the idea of ranked choice voting overall, especially being the, the libertarian in the room when the two parties uh, collude together to keep libertarians and other third parties off the ballot. Ranked choice voting would actually take away a lot of that fear because yes. polling has shown multiple surveys have shown that at least 30 percent or more would consider a third party. The problem is that they don't vote that way when they go to the ballot box. Amen. Why? Because if you vote for libertarians, Trump will win. If you vote exactly. for libertarians, Biden will win. Those exactly. Two yes. Are able to work together to make us afraid to consider anything outside of that duopoly. So and I, and I, then I'm, and I'm, then you know the third party polls nine or twelve or fifteen percent. They can fundraise the next time around. They say, oh, well, that's significant. Maybe we matter now. Yeah. And that's what, exactly my point too, Jeff. We're a lot of us are just voting out of fear because we don't want such and such to win. It's not because we really support the person that's representing our side. We just really hate the other guy. 
And that's what a lot of this has become. And that's what I'm ultimately tired of. And just the party, we were talking about the Republican Party. They got their issues. The Democratic Party ain't doing so hot either. Okay. They're not doing that great. Are they aligning politically as far as do they have the same agenda? No. But as far as their structure and makeup, they're not doing that much better. Okay. So I don't know. I just feel like this whole system needs a lot of work. And it was just really interesting to me, particularly to see the progressives, the people who are supposed to be pushing the the party to the left or to the future to progress quote unquote was so quick to coalesce behind the establishment person that in 2016 they were so against and in 2020 bernie was the candidate both of those years (laughs) so i'm just kind of blown away to see just what has changed in the landscape over the past eight years or so that's making even the juggernaut progressives of the party just coalesce behind an establishment candidate. Are y'all that afraid of democracy or do y'all just not want to play the game anymore? I would love to know. There's something weird afoot when AOC and Bernie Sanders are like the pragmatic realists in the, in the, (laughs) in the, in the the crowd, right? Like that alone should be freaky stuff for people because that's never their brand. That's never their brand. Four years of Trump inspired yeah. a little comments <laughs> among people like mm, we had. No, I think four years of Trump just drove y'all crazy. That's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you made you lose your minds. Y'all got to man up. Something got to happen. But this whole we're just not going to fight anymore. We're just going to pick this guy that like you were saying, Andrew, even when you polled, nobody likes Joe Biden. <laughs> His own party don't even like him. So it's just like, why are y'all forcing this on us? And why are y'all supporting it knowing that? It's very strange to me. And I think the party has a lot of work to do. The progressive wing of the party needs to figure out what their agenda is and their purpose in Congress is anymore. Because at this point, even in the party where I felt like I still belong to a side of a party, I feel like the party has just kind of left us all. And we just kind of here still voting this way because we've been voting this way forever. But I'm just here. Talk her back in, Rakeem. I'm not going. Listen, I would never. The head of the Democratic Party is Joe Biden. (laughs) <laughs> he is our leader why why Rakeem get in line and get us past this election <laughs> I'm gonna vote for his I'm, I'm gonna vote for him <laughs> yeah I know what you were about to say yeah so why why is it that in the, in the Republican party you know the safe vote the ones who can win the general right because that's what y'all are saying Joe Biden is not exciting to anybody except you think he can win the general right but in the Republican Party, nobody cares. No consideration for it whatsoever. I think most people recognize that Trump is at best has a low chance of winning the general election, right? Low chance. Maybe a chance, call it a fifth, call it a third, whatever you want to call it. But his vulnerability is in the general election by far. And nobody cares. They're just they're, They want to take that shot again. To which I say, don't we want somebody to actually get in office? And it seems like almost any, almost any of the other Republican candidates have a pretty good chance against Joe Biden in the general election. And on your side, now you all are complaining that you can't get the failure we're going to experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, complaint, no complaints for me. Yeah, Rakeem's like, no, sh- just keep, just keep doing it. Take. It's going to get me canceled, y'all, but I'm going to say it anyway. A part of me. Okay. A part of me wants us to lose only because I want to break this. I'm scared of us just continuing to coalesce and go along with things that aren't giving our side what we want. 
So I kind of want us to lose in order to learn a lesson that y'all was wrong. Y'all made us get in line and shut our mouths all so we could go in here and lose. And I'm hoping that that kind of wakes the party up and kind of shakes it back up and brings it back to the people. And they start trying to politic again and create policies and try to earn votership again. And I'm hoping that it does something kind of like a shock to the party is like, oh, crap, we can't just keep using people like this. Yeah, I mean, That's what I hope. The shock to the system 2016 where we were like, we're going to let the progressive wing of the party run against the centrist <laughs> wing of the party. Well, apparently Talk it wasn't enough of a shock. <laughs> it was Y'all still put an establishment candidate. Y'all still put Biden up there. No, no, no. My point is we had an establishment candidate who probably would have won. No, no, no. But for the fact that she was challenged by a strong progressive alternative that no. shows her weaknesses and blemishes through the Rakeem process. Rakeem gets picks from the DNC, y'all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I think I'm we did true. learn something, actually. That's why we're fighting Cord- Cordell West, who I love, who actually is somebody who I've admired since high school. And I'm just like, we do not need Ralph Nader. We do not g- need Jill Stein. We do not need these marginal candidates who, at the end of the day, manage to show just enough of the imperfections of our candidate so that the everyday voter says, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and vote with this other candidate. person. So y'all t- pick a better that's not that's a terrible logic to have oh we can't have other people run because it's gonna show how bad our guy is also i would say rakeem you're you're over crediting the uh adversity caused by the primaries for hillary hillary was so disliked by so many people that she was a, i mean she was a dangerous candidate to put up to begin with because she had such high negatives i don't think yeah, that people you. watched the democratic primary discovered her flaws suddenly and decided to vote for what trump because of that i mean you know i don't see that no, but there were people, i just think it's interesting that, that i'm seeing this conversation between you rakim and you Elmani because you're basically having the same type of conversations that republicans have with each other when libertarians are involved and it's mm-hmm. funny because i just said a lot of big chunk of americans would be interested in supporting a third party but they're too afraid to vote for it because the other guy might win and y'all just had that conversation right after i said that yeah it's true hey there's there's a point to be made i think we can all agree that there is a point to be made that's so rakeem i'm kicking i'm turning your mic off i'll leave it at that i'll leave it at that that. no but there's there's something sort of i don't know I, i i admire that commitment to the democratic process to, you know, open field where different people can come in and have their say and, you know, canceling the debates or letting the superdelegates pick or whatever flavor of corruption of democracy is happening right now oh is the one God. that you're Don't vote for school board. <laughs> you know how many elections we have in this country and you complaining about the one. <laughs> I just I mean, look, Rakeem, you know, I love you, brother. But the uh, the way the Democratic Party operates is not particularly democratic and you know as amani's been saying this and lots of other democrats been saying this for years it's it's kind of harming the consistency of the message you want to advocate for that's that's what i see you know and i I mean i'm not i'm not going to be a democrat or anything i'm just saying i appreciate that that consistency to core principle that you're saying hey we're not doing this the way we say we believe that's all i'm trying to say andrew thank you thank you you would like to be a part of the debate, email us, thedebate at newsweek.com.